Happy Bungie Day, Guardians. Today is July the 7th, 2023. My name is Dan Finity, and welcome to Destiny Digest. Welcome to another week of Destiny News, Guardians. I hope everybody out there was able to get their wicked implements this week. That is the exotic scout rifle that you're able to get from the deep dive activity. That kind of side tangential room with the timed bit at the end. That's one of the biggest events that happened this week. Uh, If you've yet to get it, uh, Sunday I'll be live from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Helping Guardians with all sorts of PvE activities over on my Twitch page, twitch.tv forward slash Danfinity. While I'm on the topic of self-promotion, um, we'll, I'll just go ahead and say this. Uh, so I think it's fairly evident now that Twitter's pretty much a trash fire, right? Like every, I, I think that a lot of people understand that. Um, there's not really any meaningful growth uh, on the platform um, that I've seen, at least. Uh, maybe it's different for other creators, but I haven't seen any meaningful growth uh, in, in new people coming in. Uh, for quite some time on Twitter. Uh, and I have a feeling that that is mainly because of the leadership there. Uh, we won't go too far into that. But a uh, couple new platforms that you can find me on. You can find me on Threads. That is Meta's alternative to Twitter that just came out on Wednesday. You can also find me on Blue Sky. I'm already trying to get my invites so that I can give them to other creators in the Destiny 2 space so that they can then seed their communities and everything. This whole situation is a mess, and it probably could have been easily avoided. But um, as a creator, I have to go where you guys can find me. But if you're like, Dan, I don't want to go to new social media. I don't want to go to threads. I don't want to go to Blue Sky. I don't want to go to Twitter ever. Um, Discord.gg forward slash Danfinity. That's where you can find me without any algorithms. That's where you can find a very helpful and warm and welcoming community there. Um, discord.gg forward slash danfinity. One of the perks of being in the Discord server, if you're a subscriber, so if you help support the show monetarily, you get bonus content from Destiny Digest, such as an extended version of the interview that we have today with a resolute. Dude was awesome to have on the show. Somebody that I've kind of like floated around in circles, but never really had the chance to talk to in depth. And I think that you're going to hear a really, um, really passionate conversation about art, about destiny, uh, about your health, about the community. I think it's a really solid conversation, and it was hard for me to edit down to just an hour and a half. Uh, so if you want to listen to the full thing there, make sure to subscribe on Discord or Twitch or over on the coffee. That's coffee.com forward slash Danfinity. If you're helping to keep the lights on, you get extra stuff. It's the least I could do. One last thing before we get into the news that is kind of tangential to the news. We are raising money for the Bungie Foundation through the Bungie Day Giving Festival. From now until July 23rd, I'm going to include my link there. My community has already raised $600 out of the goal of 1000 So if we hit that, then I have to delete all my glaives. Uh, and then maybe we'll do a stretch goal down the line. Maybe a, I don't know, um, a year of Titan during uh, the final shape. That could be on the horizon. I don't know. We'll see. But enough about me. What about the news? Well, this week at Destiny was kind of late. We did find out that they are doing 
five fishing derbies throughout the day, with winners getting digital prizes such as emblems, as well as emotes and ghosts from all of the past Bungie Day Foundation celebrations. Ritual playlists now give double loot through July 11th. Iron Banner will return on July 11th with the game mode Fortress. And there is a community vote uh, on an ornament for Wither Horde that I believe is created by a community artist. The meat of this week didn't really come from the twid, but it did come from the Season 21 mid-season tuning blog written by uh, former Destiny Massive Breakdowns host Mercules. In it, we find out that pulse rifles will be getting around a 10% reduction in auto-aim angle at zero aim assist. Lightweight bows such as the Tyranny of Heaven, Luna Lotta 4B, and the Tripwire Canary will receive increased fixed damage falloff starting at a distance of 25 meters, increased fixed damage falloff end at 45 meters, and increased accuracy at around 10%. The Shira's Wrath submachine gun gives an improvement to ADS reticle. Lightweight shotguns like the Wastelander M5, the Xenoclass 4, and the 7th Seraph CQC-12 will receive reduced spread angle of outer horizontal pellets by 15%. The Graviton Lance will see an increased PvE damage by 67%. The Catalyst Aim Assist will be removed, and we will also see a reduction in the Cosmology Explosions by 40% against players, while in PvE we will see that damage unchanged. The No Time to Explain will get a reduced range stat by 10. The Fighting Lion will have its Catalyst perk fixed uh, because it wasn't applying the buff to Kinetic and Power Weapons. The Weapon Perk Gutshot Sight will see an auto-aim penalty reduction of 37.5%. Slick Draw will see a reduced auto-aim penalty by 33%. Target Lock, which will mainly be unchanged in PvE, will see a 15% reduction of max damage versus players. Now, this mid-season tuning may seem... A little light, but that's because they are aiming at Season 22 having a bigger overhaul. Noting that in Season 22, hand cannons get several PvE-focused buffs. Sword Guard gets a rework. We will see tuning for Lemonarch and buffs for the Touch of Malice. The Bipod, Envious Assassin, and Under Over perks will all see changes as well. In Season 23, which they're currently working on, we will see changes to Glaives to make them more useful without making them annoying those are the big changes here in destiny 2 now enjoy this interview with a resolute resolute sir welcome Hello. to destiny digest Thank we've you. we've totally just began talking just now yeah it, yeah. it wasn't a whole half hour <laughs> burn enough billable no. hours no 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 <laughs> not billable hours billable hours I'm my just like, that's right that's right i send every guest a bill (laughs) (laughs) invoice hi man thank you for being on the show yeah that's great slides note across table that's great we recorded for an hour and 20 and (laughs) it's gonna break down into this it's like going to a therapist no joke they kick you out before an hour yeah we are closing in no i let it i let it ride i just i'm like oh baby <laughs> this sweet sweet money got him got him. got him yeah two hours let's go yeah 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 uh, oh, you do, it's like lawyer version where it's like the minute you go past 12 minutes it's like that's an hour oh it starts comparing yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You pay me. laughs> 
but dude, it's like the you. low end of rounding up. <laughs> well, dude, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks man. for being I'm here. Happy to be here. Um, so why don't you tell the folks at home a little about who you are, a little about what you do on the internet, uh, a little about what you make in the Destiny community? Yeah, so I am a painter mostly, uh, pigment smearer and pixel arranger. The pixel arranger part I do less, but I still do a little bit of stuff for Guardians Mental Health and a few other people. But um, I paint mostly weapons and armor and also some characters and like sometimes scenes uh, or like other things from uh, Destiny. Uh, I paint stuff from other video games, too. A lot of them, Um, you know, uh, and and like sci fi stuff, uh, fantasy stuff, Mm -hmm. Lord of the Rings and Star Wars and uh, Halo and Final Fantasy stuff. And I'm I'm. Like once again, at a, a point where like branching out is um, not only a good idea, but also like something that I'm like really keen to do because yeah. there's been just these like incredibly visually impressive um, games and films recently and, and shows even like uh, in some of the Star Wars stuff, like the vision stuff is just like, I need to make more Star Wars stuff so it can look <laughs> like that so I yeah. can get to my level to like because that stuff is amazing. And then like Spider-Verse. Yeah. Like that is like I've been following the main character designer for that that worked on the film Christopher Anka, uh, who did actually a Destiny comic, at least the cover and the first issue. Okay. Of the, of the Anna Bray comic, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Anka, yeah. And he does he used to do these really like just on Instagram like these really amazing. Um, I think the first thing I found was uh, with a friend of mine looking through their work at the time, and it was like. Um, gambit and rogue gender swapped and yeah. i was like this is this is super cool like what a what an interesting like take on these characters and then he did so many things he did the um uh, uh most of the second series of the runaways which was a mm-hmm. um a marvel comic during like the phase when they like oh, the comics code yeah out. right like when they yeah. did the like yeah it was when they had um the guy who did blame do a Wolverine comic and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's when they introduced X-23. It's an amazing, amazing era of Marvel comics. Uh, like before they blew up on the cinematic universe and they were just mm-hmm. like trying all this super wild stuff and getting all these guest artists in. But yeah, so there's, you know, I was like making a list earlier today of stuff I want to do. I want to do like Lilith from Diablo, mm-hmm. uh, Nezarek. Um, I, I need to do, it's like, I've had an idea for it and it's like sketched, but it's not becoming a painting yet. Um, Zavala for yeah. Lance because like that's such a huge thing that dude is such an inspiration and such a cool like part of the community um, <clears throat> but yeah a bunch of different things I, like, I want to do another Ace of Spades I want to do like the Master Sword from from Zelda because that game is amazing too yeah um, and also then, in the lexicon uh, lately <laughs> oh god it's so good dude yeah. it is wild how good that game is it's mm-hmm. actually wild like because the, the other the one of the last things that I'm, I'm trying to do some work in is like the new final fantasy because that game is like that is one of the most final fantasy ass games but also not a final fantasy yeah. game it is wild how like well they managed it i was replay i started a new game plus last night yeah. i was replaying and i realized there's a character in like the first mess hall in the beginning of the game whose title when you look at him is Spoonie Bard. And that's a reference to the Final Fantasy IV, uh, Final Fantasy II in the U.S. And it's it's a reference to this character named Edward. And he's like sitting there with a little tiny lute. And he's like, I'm playing a song in Final <laughs> Fantasy. 
It's like, hey, that's a... And then they, they did it such a cool, like, interpretation of, like, twisting through this weird, like, Game of Thrones lens. Yeah. The, but th- there's just so many amazing visuals in that, too, that I'm I'm looking at, like, making a list. I'm just, like, thinking of, like, what scenes. And I've got a ton of stuff I've got to pull off my PS5 just to, like, look at it again and be yeah. like, all right, what was this scene? Like, who's this character? Do I want to do a painting of them? Because it's always, like, really fun to do the heroes, but then the villains yeah. usually have such, like crazy intricate designs it's like same thing in destiny i've done paintings of like the witness and mm-hmm. uh, and rolk um and it's just like there's so much cool stuff I, I love working off of these things it's also fun because it it has a really good like catch for people to resonate with you know mm-hmm. people who like i've done weapons that people have commissioned because it's their favorite weapon i've yeah. done weapons for some of the people that have worked on the game because it was like that's one that i made and put in the game Right? Mm-hmm. Like so, uh, a, a friend commissioned me a gift for a friend who's a, a developer there, and his what they had commissioned me for was just his favorite. And then he saw that and was like, "Can you do one that I did? Can you do this one, please?" Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Sure, man. Like, yeah, that's awesome. I'll, I'll definitely make you that one too." And that's how I did uh, Monte Carlo and Forerunner. Oh, oh incredible! Such a cool gun, dude. Yeah, yeah like I've got. I've so got... long answer. Yeah. Hey. Long answers are good. I've got like, so like, yeah, I've got your, your artwork pulled up here and like, it is like, it is very expressive and it is very like some aspects of it. Like when, uh, I'm looking at regreen target, uh, right now, like that's got to move that. I say what? It was in this room. It was in this room. It was in this room. I just moved it the other day. But like that has some like graffiti elements to it. And like, Oh yeah. So like, your your art style we talked a little bit about this before the show when we're talking about like mixed media what got you started mm-hmm. creating art in mixed media like what drew you to that medium such an easy answer it's literally like the first way i i started painting mm-hmm. um in high school uh, i had a teacher who i had had for already a year and a half and then like halfway through my sophomore year in high school my visual art teacher, a lady named Leslie Casey, passed away maybe like 10 or 15 years ago. She was super awesome. We didn't really keep in touch, but like she was a huge influence on me. And she was like immediately after, well, immediately after like a year, year and a half, she was like, just do whatever you want. Just yeah. try this stuff. Like, I'm going to open this room, this room that you've never walked into in this classroom area. This room has all of the supplies. Just pick the kind of thing you want to make. Mm-hmm. And I picked painting stuff immediately. I picked stretcher bars and canvas and a staple gun. And I went out and I just made a little frame. It was probably like a foot and a half by like a foot, something like that. Yeah. Um, and then I started trying with other stuff too. Like I started sewing through cardboard paper to cardboard and painting on that and mm-hmm. like started gluing stuff together. <clears throat> and then, and then she got new equipment the next year. We got these two big printing presses and she was like, do you want to learn how to use these? And I was like, I want yeah. to learn how to use them. <laughs> yeah. And so I learned how to do like sort of duplication stuff where I could do a design and then make a print of it with like, just like a hard needle on plastic. Right. Mm-hmm. Or like using a gouge. And I've cut my hands so many times actually using those gouges and stuff, but like I could make copies of the things I wanted to do. And it sort of like rolled into, I was immediately like while I was 15, 16, 17 years old, 
making paintings out of other things, combining materials, and then also making digital versions of those. Because mm-hmm. we even had like, we had a class, this was like 1998 or something like that. We had a class that was just called computer graphics. And it was <laughs> okay. just like, All right. it was like the wrestling coach was the computer graphics teacher because he knew how to use Photoshop to like make flyers and posters. And yeah. so they taught us how to use Photoshop and then, the computers also had uh, like Illustrator and then there was like a second class that had like a little 3D, you know, you could actually, it was like very rudimentary because right, this was like 1990. Yeah. Software probably from like 1996, Turn of the century. right? Like being used by kids in a public school in 1998. And so it was, it was really interesting. And I got to start glomming all of that stuff together. And then there's also this like third, the sort of the third heat was, um, I grew up in like the Washington DC area and mm-hmm. more accurately the Northern Virginia area around like McLean and Tyson's corner, mm-hmm. uh, which is where um, the largest hub of like the, e- the, the internet on the East coast exists. Yeah. And there's these huge, like through the places I lived in Herndon and Reston and stuff like that. They just had like these trunk lines that did every huge business that was out there and Mm -hmm. most of the hosting like original internet hosting was actually on the east coast before it started spreading out and became like a huge thing and very much like homer simpson like right like i lived near the nuclear plant like i got a job just like working on internet (laughs) yeah like so i I, like knew how to like build networks and do it basic it stuff and then i went to art school and i like all of that stuff snapped together and i like starting in like the early 90s uh, i was making websites Mm-hmm. on like geocities and zoom.com oh, <laughs> and stuff like that angel zoom fire oh yeah angel <laughs> fire for sure i am almost certain i had an angel fire page right and this was even when when i would put art up i had a scanner and so i would scan it and i would put it online and be like yeah. these are like 15 drawings i did you know and um i couldn't get paintings onto the internet at the time the same way and it was mm-hmm. like a huge challenge up until recently but you know now you can just put whatever you want up before it was like a heavy lift to scan 20 documents format them put them in a grid and like put them on a web page and show them to people uh, and i was doing that when it was like brand new and i was actually just telling my partner this story the other day where like uh, they had showed me their high school graduation photo which mm-hmm. was like the one that you take at the end of the summer before the school year starts where they have like a backdrop that they have like a costume that you put on basically. Okay. Right. And I don't know if your school did this, but like both of ours did apparently like yeah, mine like theirs and mine. <laughs> as far as I and, know. Yeah. And there was this like session where, well, there was like 2000 kids graduating from, or maybe it was like 2000 kids in my school at the time. And like yeah. 700 kids graduating the year I graduated. Um, and so like all of the yearbook pictures are like dudes wearing a fake suit and ladies wearing a fake, like shoulderless dress. <laughs> Uh, and Orchid was showing me theirs and it was like, that is, I was like, that you, y'all, that was like the same company. Like, I know that was in California <laughs> I was in like Virginia, but like same MO. Same, yeah. And I remember like that year I had been putting like all summer, I'd been putting so much stuff on the internet. I had tried making music, digital music. I had tried making like other kinds of digital art, yeah. putting it all online. And like one of the most popular, like, like girls in, in school was that we had, her last name started with an M, mine started with an N. We were like, we had yeah. two pictures on the same day. And it was definitely like, how's your summer been? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's been great. I've been making a lot of websites. And like, websites, huh? 
was like, I should look at those. Like, yeah, here, here's the address. And it was like long as shit. It's, it was yeah, like, yeah, it's like zoom.com slash res two five oh one slash index.htm. And I'm like, you'll definitely look at this, won't you? <laughs> Sure. Probably not. Yeah. No. After she got past like the second forward <laughs> slash, she was done. <laughs> not even. It's like it was. It was wild though because like there were like everyone at my school used like AIM and ICQ. Yeah. Well, not everyone. Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah. For for whatever it's worth, like the internet was like everybody had internet service even in the nineties. Yeah. The first times I ever played online games was like through dial-up, basically. Like this. But yeah, like so I I did. Fine art painting, then I did printmaking, then I did internet stuff, and then I've just been for years and years smushing all those together for a long time, part time, and now mostly full time slash while in recovery, basically. Although recovered mainly, but like, yeah. you know, so it's been it's been kind of wild. Like the last couple of years, I've been basically doing commission design and video game art full time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would I would say that for like literally a year of the last two or two plus years, I've been like either completely stopped on work because of like mental health or then I guess it really was. It was physical health starting in this past like December, but it was mm-hmm. also an, an incredible like mental health challenge. But it was primarily the physical thing that drove it. Right. And I don't want to beat around the bush like maybe people who've, who are listening already know what what I'm talking about or yeah. we've primed the pump elsewise but like i got diagnosed with kidney cancer in in the end of december of 2022 and it took six months to get like treatment but i got treatment and they cut it all out and it hadn't spread that's good and it was like they're considering me cancer free so it was like incredible yeah but it was was like yeah whole thing for a very long time and now it feels very strange because now i feel like i'm like awake again or like 10 times more conscious than i was because i'm not like carrying around this load every day of like holy shit how bad is this yeah is this going to affect me for the rest of my life is this does this mean that there is a i have like a close expiration date like what the hell is this thing and it was like incredibly unknown for six whole months and then now it's like whole anchor just like i was carrying it and i was just able to kind of just like chuck it and be like ah cool i'm done yeah next (laughs) and i had i had been struggling to keep things moving during that time and i had also been lining some stuff up so i I had some goals like i was Mm -hmm. was telling you before we started uh that like the show i did yeah yeah, i did did a um i did a painting class which Mm -hmm. was only like four sessions but it was still like a pretty big deal and um yeah I'm, i'm working on stuff for gcx which is I'm finally going back after going there for like two years straight back in 2018, 2019 uh, with everything that has happened and with everything that was going on with me, it just never really got a chance. And yeah. they were like hella gracious. And they, they basically gave me a booth for free this year. Incredible. Primarily because I paid for like the last two and <laughs> didn't go. So yeah. 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 Like, yeah. No, you're good booth for you. Mm-hmm. So like I'm going to that and I have some buddies that are going to that too. And, I'll see you there. Health. I'm going to be. Yeah. There. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. And like Jonesy's going and um, there's already been a bunch of people who've who've listed off. And I know there's like friends that I haven't basically haven't seen in like four going on four years yeah. now. A pandemic will do that to you. 
is yeah. like the the big thing about that, unfortunately. And we tr- we even yeah. tried to do like digital stuff with them, yeah. like artists as well. We tried to make this like virtual artist alley thing, and I think it helped a lot of people that year. But it was also like they were trying to do a digital thing, and we tried to like piggyback, and then their thing didn't really work. And such a tumultuous time. Like, yeah, I, I know it's not like over. You know, I had yeah. a doctor while going through this whole cancer thing kind of explained to me that like the term post COVID doesn't necessarily mean that COVID is over, but like this is just the world after COVID has happened. Yeah. Like, right. And like, I'm probably still going to be, because I have like follow ups and stuff to do. So I'm probably still going to be wearing a mask. Yeah. Right. And having to explain to some people like cancer. That's yeah. Right. Sorry, but also cancer. Like, I'm not going to take a risk. I'm not going to take a risk of having the disease that makes you so that you can't taste pizza anymore. Yeah like ever happened to me yeah um if i can if i can help it but also i'm not going to take a risk while i might still have to have treatment because like i'm cancer free right but i have to go do more tests in just Mm -hmm. a couple months uh it's it will be four months after the surgery but it's like two and a half months out from like it's a weird schedule like they've got me set up and i've got to do other like online stuff and then i have to go get scanned myself it's Mm -hmm. a whole but it's like Right. This stretches for like another six months of basically treatment without having like hard treatment of like surgeries or drugs or anything like they have me on monitoring. Right. Yeah. And then it's like once a year for five more years. Yeah. And to to make sure that it doesn't spread. And so, yeah, like so how in all of the you've kind of explained like how art has has helped you push through this difficult time in in your life and Mm -hmm. and like that like your career is i mean like technically like you're going all the way to 1998 your career's <laughs> technically gone like a quarter century this is <laughs> you know this is why like all, a bunch of my copy on like my stickers and ad stuff i do is it's online since 1999 yeah is literally what i've been doing i haven't i can't put a single web address and be like this is this is the 30 one years. Yeah. <laughs> no it's not yeah. it's unfortunately I had like a domain squatter for yeah. a minute. 50 and then I had to like a different websites. Yeah, it's come on. But I have been online since yeah. 1999, like yeah. posting stuff. Probably a little earlier, actually, if if we really want to get technical. But I think writing Nine Inch Nails facts, yeah. frequently asked questions in like 1996 <laughs> probably doesn't count. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I would put that on my resume. <laughs> It's wild. Like, it was like the first shit I did on the internet where it was like writing things for text documents, like updating text documents and sending it back to an admin and having it posted to some <laughs> website where it's like, yeah, you did fix all of the catalog numbers for all of the singles. Thanks. They Thank you. Like, Who's this 15-year-old <laughs> that is going and like collating library and like record shop Look, label numbers? It was stuff. important and to then, you. Like, it was important. It was. It's important to them down the line. Yeah. Like somewhere, so. somewhere they've thought about that and God, been like, that's still somewhere. You know what? I don't even want to think about it. It's always on the internet, dude. The internet the is forever. Machine having like nine inch nails facts. I don't even remember what the address would have been. Like, <laughs> I have to like find a way to look up things on the version of the internet from just, 1998. Just ask, see if it's there. Just ask Chat GPT, it'll find it. Um, so <laughs> don't ask Chat GPT anything unless you're asking it to shut itself down. <laughs> I can't do that, Dan. <laughs> so we've talked about how art has kind of helped you in this. Like we've talked a little yeah. bit about the games that you've been playing, like with Final Fantasy yeah. 16 and like in Tears of the Kingdom. How has Destiny 
fit into all of this for you? Like, well, how are you feeling about the current iteration, the current year of Destiny, I guess, is the better question. It So first, a caveat, like right now feels very different than it did in March. And Lightfall came out in March, right? Lightfall came out like in in March. Yeah, at least that's what my numbers tell me. Last day of February or something, right? There, there was the ramp up in the hype up to February. And then like I've been watching. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing about the podcast, I've been watching the numbers quite like quite closely because oh, I'm like, sure. it's, it's not that there's like this always happens. And this happened with PD. And this probably happens with every other podcast that you listen to about Destiny. It happens with like my posts on Twitter. It happens yeah. with Internet. The you internet get the is, ramp like, up. People, yeah. yeah, you get the ramp up to the thing and then how people engage that thing is how the rest of everything else attributed to that thing does. Yeah. And so like like you saw the wave up through February and this peak of February and then like into May, like May is kind of like coming down. We're also seeing kind of like a new seasonal model with with uh, season the deep and also uh, like what I'm kind of attributing to a I think with destiny, there's such a thing as June gloom. The same thing that you get on the West coast is the same thing you get in, in destiny where there's probably, it's probably going to be a low point because it's at the beginning of the summer and people are probably coming off of stuff. And we also have just an immense number of releases right now that are all piled up. Some of them weren't even supposed to come out in the last like two or three months. They were things that were supposed to come out three or four months ago or like yeah. even a year or more ago. Because Diablo so 4? Many of these were projects that got pushed. Yeah. yeah. Like the the second Jedi um, Survivor game. Yeah. Jedi. What is Survivor is the new one, right? Yeah. Fallen Order was. For, yeah. Fallen like, Order was so first. That was like three or four months late and it came out like right after the Destiny season swapped over, I feel like. And mm-hmm. it was, you know, there was there's always been something else to do and there's always been something that's very new and shiny just because like yeah. that has nothing to do with what's being made in destiny the plans that they make for destiny are ongoing and moving while those other things are being made while those other things are getting delayed i don't think tears of the kingdom got delayed yeah i think they just took as long as they wanted like they were there's reporting that says that they basically worked for an extra two years on that game yeah just because they were like we wanted to be really good mm-hmm. and they knew that this was like look how much they basically took everything from breath of the wild and like turned it up to 10 and yeah like and then made you a game dev (laughs) so good um it's a very wild creative place like i did not expect to feel that i i wasn't going to get it because i was on a pretty limited budget at the time and then i saw what people were doing with it and i there was this like i had ages ago put a bunch of like the super nintendo game stuff on that because i was like Mm -hmm. this is like if i have to stay in the hospital a bunch I bet I can play through all these old NES games and it'll probably feel simple and good. I won't have to like pay a lot of attention. And then I was like, what if I don't like those? And Brett and Tears of Kingdom <laughs> came out and I was like, what if I just spend a lot of time in the hospital? I better oh, have something I can fall back on. <laughs> and it just, but it also looked like it would scratch so many itches. Yeah. And it seems like so it has it up, culturally. And it blew me away in a way that I did not expect a, that game to um, but you were talking about Destiny and how yeah. like the seasonal model had been changing and, and where I was in it. I think in March, I was like super hype because I was ready for a new release. Mm-hmm. I was very interested in 
the mechanical stuff they were adding, the yeah. guardian ranks and the um, the build uh, build stuff. And I have since they added it, loved crafting. Crafting is like my yeah. favorite thing they've put in the game. So I've been hype about pretty much everything they've been doing. I'm also finding like the older I get, the easier to please I am. Yeah. Uh, on like the entertainment front, like if something is decent, I am usually like there for it, and if something is good or excellent, like I am very there for yeah. it. Yeah. So like, you know, it, it takes a fair amount of like actual sort of negative interaction with a game that I've like already picked, right? Yeah. To come to, uh, the last game this happened to me was like the the most recent Borderlands. I think it was three. Three. It was three. Yeah. Where there was no slider for like the, um, the dialogue, yeah, you couldn't like turn down the dialogue without turning down. You couldn't turn down the barks and the shouting in the game without like turning down all the dialogue. Yeah, and then you're sitting there listening to like every time you took tick damage, you, you're screaming. So it's like right there in your yeah. audio, you can hear the screaming. And then all of the enemies would like run at you and scream. And so it's like this Doppler so effect just, of like you're just like, constantly getting Wah! yelled at. Yeah. <laughs> and i'm like this is i don't like this i'm not gonna play this game all the way through and also like the first villains were super annoying and i was yeah. like this no thanks i like, will say with that me. one if you play the dlc it did get better and like with each dlc i, I think that i too. think that, that and the, the tina's stuff is always yeah. really good because ashley is ashley birch is incredible. incredible yeah you know and has done so many cool things like i remember my buddy um uh showing me like early on and i still i still show this to people uh the wedding of zelda you know uh <laughs> what did she say what is the one she says oh i was about to say tears of the kingdom in that voice but that's obviously not what it was <laughs> Akawina of time <laughs> and she's it's the one where she's just like sitting on the couch or it's mm -hmm. like a leather chair and like emoting along to the music <laughs> in the game and stuff and i'm just like man and now you're like on tv shows and stuff too yeah like, being there in the early internet you see all these people like childish gambino who was just like a yeah. dude who did a, a like an old like pre funnier die the stuff he did yeah which a lot of you cannot say out loud like the kind <laughs> that donald glover did in the 90s and early 2000s but like you know watching those people come up through that is has been kind of amazing and like mm -hmm. there's, there's always been really good stuff but destiny has always had this hook in me since i got it and i would say like within like a year or two of playing it i was thinking about making art from it but yeah. i was in this place where it just like i wasn't really making anything and so nothing like came out from that but it it all kind of built up and built up and built up and these ideas were like turning into something that i was trying to come up like with a not i want to say product but like i was trying to produce something out yeah. of it right like i was trying to render something out of those like the way i was being inspired by like the look of the world or the shape of the weapons and that was the thing that actually hit me the most is like there was just this idea in my head of the gun that I used all the time in D1, which was the Mighty Multi-Tool, mm -hmm. with, like, it was sitting on a canvas, and it had, like, yellow underneath it that sort of signified it's an exotic weapon. And then it was just, like, an intricate side-on, which I figured out now is actually called a thing, like this side-on view. I'm mm -hmm. totally blanking on the name. Not the best thing to bring up if you're going to blank on the name. So Orth it goes. Orthography. Orthography. It's called orthography. It's an orthographic view. It's when you take a 3d object and you make it like a 2d planar thing. And then you just like diagram, mm -hmm. you know, it's done for a lot of stuff. It's done for like manuals. It's done for, so there's, yeah, exactly. Like it's the, it's the lines. It's the like simplistic view of it. And the, where I would get all of my stuff from originally was from viewers 
uh, that you could take the model, rip the model out and like look at it. And I would get all like the sort of exact like details that you don't necessarily see when you're like, and now you can, you know, it's still the thing around in the game. Yeah. And you can like, look, I get really great pictures because I have an ultra wide monitor and I can see the whole of almost every single model, like Mm -hmm. inside the game. It's, it's great. Um, but yeah, like it's, it hooked into me and I just started making stuff that was like the things in the game that I was excited about and other people were too. And I figured it out pretty acutely. I had stopped working it in 2018 in like April of 2018. And then Broman was on DCP and was like, yeah, man, last year we told like all the artists totally sold out at artist alley. This year yeah. we don't have, we still have some open spaces. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm in. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I got it. I got to do this. I had made nothing mm-hmm. yet. Right. I sent them an email and was like, Hey, how much are booths? And like, what do you, what do y'all need to, to see, to, to know if I'm in it? I got something back from, I believe it was Omni waffle at the time. Mm-hmm. Alex. And he's like, he's like, yeah, man, just like, show me what you got, what you're, what you've made. Uh, and it costs, I think it was like 200 bucks. It was like 150 bucks or something. It was at the Tampa one. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I just, I, it's, it's sort of like that. Like I hung up the call and I turned around and I painted three paintings. And like, <laughs> These are the ones I have. <laughs> it was like three days. It was like two or three days. I was like, I have to get him something back before the end of the week. Yeah. I have to have something done. And it was like, I had at the time just enough savings to float through a few months of, of trying this out. But I was also mm-hmm. still like applying to, this is when I still lived in Virginia as well. So it's like, it was a lot, but I, I made Ace, um, Sunshot and Mida, and like had three quarters of the way finished gemini jester the yeah. um what am i saying uh jade rabbit with yeah. the gemini jester ornament on it uh, but i had like started doing my own stuff on it so it was like it was my symbols and references to anime shit yeah which that gun is kind of a reference to an anime anyway it's kind of a reference to akira and like the bike mm-hmm. with all the stickers on it right which is also just a vibe for a kind of design now because yeah. of akira basically uh and because of the way teenagers stickers whatever 70s even like people putting stuff on toolboxes people putting stuff on things that you know you know that sort of aesthetic of like splattered with like extra symbols and stickers i do it with my desk every time i get a sticker that it goes on the frame of the desk i'm gonna have to send you a bunch of stickers for that oh yeah would love to my merch thing but yeah like the um the whole thing i was like so into the vibe of it and i had played so much halo that destiny was this thing that like I picked it up and I was like, oh, the dude with the cape's cool. I'm going to be the dude with the cape. And then I played it. And I was like, I don't know how to do this. This is weird. <laughs> and I was like, looking at the box, I was like, that man looks like Master Chief. That man right there yeah. with the helmet looks like Master Chief. <laughs> I wonder if it plays like Master Chief. And I played as a Titan. I was like, that plays like Master mm-hmm. Chief. <laughs> right. And so I was like, I figured it out. I figured out the dynamic. And then at the time, I was, I was uh, living in a little art studio with a buddy and what we ended up doing was like, I was like, I'm going to be the hunter. You can play the Titan. I already started it. You can do whatever you want on it. And you yeah. can start that third one. I don't even care. And then we realized that like a bunch of the loot pool stuff was not unique. It was like shared yeah. amongst the account. And I was like, dog, Alan, I guess that means we have to get a second Xbox <laughs> so that we can play together. And we had this huge projector in the band rehearsal area of yeah. our studio. Um, Cause it was like a visual art studio in a band rehearsal space. And I was like, I'm just going to hook this other Xbox up to the thing. And we're just going to go and see. And I would sit there in the rehearsal space when there were no rehearsals, just like play an Xbox on a recliner. And he was like, you know, 30, 40 feet off to the side yeah. on a TV. We both had headsets on 
and we were like trying to find thirds to do nightfalls and shit and i was yeah. like falling in love with like plan c the way that this weird gun looked and felt and like it was a completely different universe and for some like i had had in my head for years going to game shops being like where is the sci-fi game that is like laser guns mm -hmm. it's also like gun guns yeah and then destiny comes out and it was just like halo was sort of that and i was always trying to scratch that itch but there was you know, those releases were unless you were like a pvp guy and i wasn't like yeah it was you know every couple of years halo game play a campaign you're done and then destiny came out and it was like i hadn't been playing any mmos for a while but i had always liked dabbling in them played wow played final fantasy 11 played um it was a free one i want to say it started with a g it was pretty cool gamma still plays it i think guild something guild guild something? wars Guild Wars, that game. Played that for a while with an old roommate, you know? And then Destiny just had these hooks that made me want to do other stuff. It made me want to play with, like, design ideas. Mm -hmm. It made me want to play with the art idea and the, the, like, fine art thing. There's this Calvin and Hobbes comic where he says, like, <laughs> Calvin and Hobbes are, like, looking at a thing, and he's like, this is a comic book. It's considered low art, you know, it's because yeah. it's infantile, whatever, whatever. I, I don't have it memorized. I should have it memorized. I should have it tattooed on my body for as much <laughs> as I think about it. But like, and then it's, it's basically sort of Watterson doing a commentary on like Lichtenstein and fine art and pop art. Mm -hmm. he's basically like having through the lens of Calvin and Hobbes talking about it. He's like, what about this one? This is a painting of a comic book. And he's like, ah, but it's this, it's, it's, you know, facile, it's low art because of this, it's, it's high art because it's this. And, like, that's just kind of what I wanted to do is I wanted to take the stuff from Destiny and almost anachronistically be like, look at this. It's a painting yeah. of just a gun from a video game. <laughs> yeah. And, like, and then people were into it, like mm -hmm. really into it. And they were into it starting with when I, I started going to it was Guardian Con at the time. And I I've taken other jobs. I, I haven't done only full time art since then, but I've like. I found a spot where people were both interested in this thing and mm -hmm. it was like generating a little bit of buzz, a little bit of hype and business. And then it also let me do other stuff. That's when I started doing design work for guardians, mental health. And uh, the big thing that we do now together is these mental health kits, which are kind of like, think of like a health kit in a video game. Like yeah. Joe, the founder, average Joe, he, he came up with like, well, let's do like one of those that we can give out at conventions. And because of the pandemic, we turned that into, we have a digital version of it. And we have like a male version of it. And, you know, I've done that. Got to do some work for um, uh, blueberries.gg. Mm -hmm. I do like loot tables for them, which is pretty cool. And then I've uh, also been doing, uh, and hopefully I'll get to continue doing something with them because the the whole network hasn't ended, but I was doing stuff with massive breakdowns. Yeah. Um, I was doing, because partly because I was like, I think it's because of weapon guy, right? And yeah. like they were like a weapon show. And I like, I had gravitated to them because I've always, always since the first iron banner in d1 i've been trying to get better at pvp and it's yeah. been a really long slow <laughs> now i am a positive kd player in every playlist hey. except tiles okay <laughs> <laughs> so like um but yeah it's uh, it was like having all these little outlets that came as a part of it and having places where like the audience grew a little bit or you know the chance to work with someone that i really liked grew it was mm -hmm. like it was really it's been really fun and i'm I know that destiny is in kind of a weird space and like social media is in a very weird space, but I'm yeah. really hopeful that especially over the next month or two, we'll get another spot where you're talking about where it'll like, it'll ramp up because they're going to start their hype train Yeah, and there's going to be, you know, 
other new releases have will have been out for a while. People will have rolled credits on like cool stuff that they wanted to finish, and they'll come back to their main right. They'll come back to the online game they like to play, which happens a lot, I think, with yeah. MMOs. Like I, I did a little bit of uh, moderation on an MMO once that like showed that the way people like came and went and came and went and like it. I think it's interesting, like. The seasonal model for me, for Destiny, actually, I think is really fun and mm-hmm. works really well because there's always at least something at the beginning of each season that, like, I want to chase that leaves yeah. me a reason to log in. And I also do a little bit of, like, an LFG server um, and helps for things. Mm-hmm. I don't do it very often, certainly not as often as folks like you who stream it pretty consistently. But, like, you know, especially when new stuff comes out, there's always a spike where people are like, we get... 5, 10, 15 people who want to do different things. And we have, every time that has happened, like found a new small clutch of people who are like, oh shit, my clan stopped playing together. Yeah, I don't have enough people to do a nightfall, let alone a raid. Or like, I don't get to do dungeons anymore because there's only ever two of us and we we try to duo them, but like we need a third. We don't like the LFG, we don't like the big LFG servers, like things like that. And that's always really hard, Yeah, you know? Especially we, like this week, you have like an exotic, the exotic scout that oh, just dropped, yeah. right? So that'll be I the thing to help yeah. with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, continue. Sorry. And no, no. And it's like there's always something to learn. There's at least one like challenging piece of content or end game piece of content. And then I have groups of friends that I've played with over different periods of time um, that some of them are people who want to do master. Like some of them are people mm-hmm. who want to go for a Petra's run. And it's like, okay, we're going to try, we're going to at least go in and we're going to see what the master work, uh, or what the master clear requires. If we've got to do these challenges, like, and there's, you know, also people who want seals and triumphs and stuff, yeah. that you know, that like, they're like, we're going to do an all arc run. And it's like, okay, I got to figure out a bill. <laughs> I got to put that together. I can save it. Yeah. And it's like, there's been so much before we were, we were, we were talking earlier, I was talking about how Crucible Radio was was somewhere that I like spent time early on. And, and mm-hmm. like I learned how to do the fundamentals of Crucible from listening to those dudes talk about it and then looking at their videos and then being like, yeah. oh, this is what they're doing. Like, And then listening to Merck and Kit, I learned how to pick my loadout. I learned how to pick a build. And then watching Tony and like, I, I don't want to divert into that but like mm. there's a lot of things that like even folks like us can and should say about situations like yeah what absolutely with that. yeah but don't like, be a racist like, piece of shit to anybody that's the thing yes yeah. exactly it's fairly that's easy to say, to say into the yeah. <laughs> yeah and it should be easy to do because like tony is a cool motherfucker who yeah. makes cool shit and like i learned how to put together my aham cars build from like videos that he was doing way before people were out there being like, this is out of band and overpowered. It's like, he was just like, cause the thing I like about like folks like you, folks like Tony Lego Merck and kit, what they were doing is you're leading with something that's about like growing the game, growing mm. the community, like understanding the thing and being a part of it or getting a chance to like be a part of like these clumps that come together. as mm. part of it. And like, <clears throat> I can't speak for the whole, the massive breakdown community, but a ton of those dudes, the the sponsors, the people who have worked on like keeping that show online for ages are people who reached out to me like right when I started doing work with them with Massive Breakdowns with Merck and Kit. And we're like, I want to commission you. I want you to do something for me. I want you to do something mm-hmm. for my wife. I want you to do something about my dog. Like these are people that were like very generous and very thoughtful. And then they came out in force when I had to 
be on Twitter to be like, yo, this doctor walked into this room and said, I have cancer. Like the yeah. same people like came to my side and was like, we have something for you. We have work for you. We have money for you so you can feed yourself and your partner and keep, keep the lights on the right. Like keep the pigment flowing was something I used to always say when I was banging the drum every week. But like, there's also shitty people in those communities. Yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately. my community and yours probably. I'm sure, I'm sure there's shitty people. Like, I like, it's just, it's, it's like a thing of the internet. Like you don't have any control over who engages with your stuff or who, and they won't who even see something tell you in who you. They are. Yeah. Right. Like sometimes they, they will, they'll see you and they'll see something that reflects them and they're there for that piece of content or for there for that interaction or that reflection. Yeah. But they don't really show you who they are and mm-hmm. you will, you can't know. And this is something that like when I did a little bit of moderation for an MMO, something that really resonated with what Lego said on the last episode of MVP was or the, the penultimate, the, the most recent episode was that like, he had this experience where he was <clears throat> he was in a band where the the front of the band was a black guy. Yeah. And he said that in the last six months of working on massive breakdowns, he experienced more racism than he did in that eight years of working with that yeah. dude. And that's like I I worked in that arena. I worked in nightclubs. I worked in mm-hmm. you know, concert halls. I used to be in bands like and that's yeah. a pretty racist space, too, to yeah. be quite honest. Like there's people there that is. But like the Internet is someplace where it's always been ramped up. And when I was a moderator for this little MMO, it was only like 6,000 players. And I only did it for like a year. And I experienced more racism in that time mm-hmm. than I did growing up in the South and having moved to Oregon, which is by and by basically one of the most like segregated states yeah. still, because it was like one of the most, only the most recently that it actually like changed laws and shit. It's like wild. I had no idea before I moved here and someone was explaining it to me. Yeah. I was like, oh. The movie Green Room takes place in like the yeah. Pacific Northwest and it is a right. horrifying film. And like I could have easily, I think, and maybe it's still in me some and I have to figure out where it is and root it out, but like I could have easily having grown up in the South come away a little racist piece of shit just mm. because no one helped correct me or someone led me in the wrong path because that is another thing that happens too is like actually people that have these twisted ideas and like completely detached from reality where they continue to like make other people racist by like shoving their opinions out there is like, that could have happened to me easily, yeah. but it didn't. And it's like, I I don't, I could not point out one thing that said why, but it probably was working with folks in different places in Mm -hmm. DC and, and all different parts of Virginia. And then moving out here, working on farms and stuff is like, you just don't like, Unless yeah. you're some sort of like asshole that's fixated on it, it doesn't do anything. Like people are just people, and it's so like, every single person I've ever met that was like just an asshole was just an asshole, yeah. like regardless. And then <laughs> there was never a point where it was just like, oh, that that person's brown, so they're an asshole. It's like, no, what? No. How would that even? Like this is not a logical thing that people do. And then if you realize if you're clever enough, open enough, like looking enough like awake mm-hmm. enough you you notice it and you you knock it down empathetic you enough let it be a part yeah. of you yeah you know and so it, it just it, it bums me to see but it's like it is exactly as lego was saying on that episode i've experienced the same thing mm-hmm. not not in that i had a you know yeah. specific example he had but that 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 volume of like racist or shitty or toxic overtly toxic behavior mm-hmm. was just there and that's in the destiny community and I know they try to root it out and I constantly use my emblems and my yeah. trans mats to like, I want someone to get mad because mm-hmm. I want them to bail. I was saying this on Twitter, like just a week ago is like, 
I maybe it negatively impacts the numbers, but I want y'all gone. Like if you really say like, oh, they're supporting trans people or they're supporting yeah. gay people, I'm leaving. Fucking Good. leave. Fine. Yeah. Like, I'm done. I don't, I don't want, want your you money. Around. Yeah. I want the space to be filled with people that I can feel safe around, that mm-hmm. my friends can feel safe around, and that it like doesn't put up these walls on people that absolutely do not need to be there. And it, you know, there was a time when I I stopped playing Destiny One because some of the people that I was around, including like really old friends from like high school, like yeah. middle school, high school era, was like, I can't be around you because this is not you're not creating a good environment. Like, and it's, mm-hmm. I can't ever see this group growing outside of like this friend group because you, your behavior puts up an impediment. Yeah. And that's why like over time I've been lucky enough to find some people to make a little community with. And we have this little server called terminus combat network that was designed. Even the name was off of like, we know you don't have a whole clan anymore. We know you don't have mm-hmm. a whole squad anymore. Like come here. This is like the terminus. This is where everything connects. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, we work hard to keep that space safe because there's people in there who I want to hang out with and mm-hmm. I want them to feel safe. I want them to come yeah. back. And that is like paramount of paramount importance. Yeah. And that that goes for even like little things where it's like people step out of line from like rules violations and then like behavior. Mm-hmm. But like actually like you're not welcome here if you're you know, transphobic. You're not welcome here if you're homophobic. You're mm-hmm. not welcome here if you're racist. Like we do not put up with that shit. We do not put up with misogyny like we even try to adjust folks language like a little bit at least where it's like yeah these, hey these maybe words that you're using you don't notice like you're not noticing it's hitting people but it's hitting people so like, yeah. we need you to stop doing that right like and and it works and we've got we've got like two three hundred people in this server now that you know like i said it's only like 15 20 25 people that are pretty constant but every time we hit a release every time we hit a new season you get a flux new craftables mm-hmm. we get a chunk of people that were like i didn't have anybody like i yeah. didn't have a group and that keeps me going too. Like I was talking with a buddy last night and he's like, there's just nothing I want to grind for. And I'm like in the new exotic mission, like, yeah, man, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I really want this gun. I'm going to find it. Like, like I found, two, I had, I made this LG yeah. server. Two people responded when I was like, does anybody want to do the exotic mission? Yeah. I went and got all the fish hooks, the blades. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so, yeah, man. so yeah. So uh, like a couple of things. So, do you, are you a fan of the band AJJ? Uh, what does they, it stand for? They used to be called Andrew Jackson Jihad, and then oh, like, no, and no. then they then they changed their name to AJJ because they had f- fans in the Middle East who like were like, "Hey, it's not cool to have Jihad like just yeah, on no. my shirt." And this word means something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so they're like, oh, "Okay, yeah, yeah, okay." So we'll change their name. So they changed their name to AJJ. They put out an album this year uh, during the pandemic. They put out an album called uh, "Good Luck, Everybody." Um, which was probably my favorite like the it's the cover is a uh is a take on neil young's on a beach oh, so okay so but it's all illustrated and it's them on a beach where the the cadillac that he drove in on is like the sand is up past the wheel and they're looking at a tidal wave coming in and underneath it is like a trump rally <laughs> and <laughs> like that, I'm looking at it. This looks dope. That album came out in early 2020, like yeah, January 2020, and then the world shut down in March. But every song on that album is so prescient of like yeah. the time. Like there's a song called "No yeah. Justice, No Peace, No Hope," which like later on you find like you find sure. like reflects Absolutely. very much what happened in the May of that year. 
yeah. the, the body terror song. I'm so sorry that you have to have a body. Uh, and just <sighs> it's it was so prescient and of the time that it was the one album that kind of kept right. me sane that year. I have to dig into that later. Yeah. It's funny that you bring up a record and I love that you did because I've now <laughs> written it down and I'm going to yeah. find out about it. But like a friend recently invited me to join a record club Yeah, and it's like that kind of picking apart things. Like there was a record that we listened to that did the like yeah. the exact same thing that you're talking about. And I'm, we're talking about it in the discussion and like, we're talking about the timing of it and the contents of it. And it was interesting because the person had like picked it as a reflection that they let me go first, like when they added yeah. me to the club. And so I picked this, I picked this old hip hop record that was a very like summer ass record. And I was like, we're going to listen to Black Alicious. We're going to listen to Age Yeah. And y'all are going to love it. It's going to slap. You're going to, they're going to have a lot of fun. And then we got into it. And these guys had all these really interesting comments about how like vanilla it was and how the way he was presenting this like old sound was in this way to conform to letting like white college kids listen to the record by the mm-hmm. record. And I was like, damn. And he played this, they played this other record or the next thing we went into was just this like perfect response. Yeah. And it hit all these timings of like that this one came out in 2021 and it was about this and it had this in it. And it's like, I think people not to start uh, like a high horse for either of us yeah. to jump up onto here, but like, I think what people got to recognize is like artists like this, you work hard enough, you reach a certain level, you can make a piece mm. that is prescient because you're already tapped in. You're already paying attention. And the thing that art does, music, theater, film, visual art, yeah. design, all of it can do is present you that thing back really strongly and let you connect to it again or let you understand it or let you examine it slowly. And it gives some context to something that maybe didn't exist before. Yeah, is beautiful. And like looking at the cover of this record and thinking like, I want to see what else is going on in here. Yeah, I want to know why are they? What is with the animal? Like, I want to know. Is is this crow dropping a burrito? What is his deal? So there's also there like so uh, there's also a um, so the album that they just released um, because they just released a new one. It has a song on there called Moon Valley High. And it turns out that the lead singer's mom and the guy who was the Qanon shaman, that guy's oh my mom, God. that they were friends and they used the to get buff, high the together. Buffalo head yeah. guy, yeah, the hat and the that, no shirt and the yeah. standing at the podium. They didn't know each other, but they could have known each other because their moms used to get high together, and then they had a falling <laughs> out. And so the question, the question that you had earlier about like what would I have been so like, wild. Yeah. like who would I have been had these connections been through? That's the exact scenario of that song. <laughs> That's so wild. It also has one of my favorite lines in it is like, take get a load of this guy. He looks like Jamariquai. <laughs> he, <laughs> he used to go, he used to go to your high school, Moon Valley High. He he lived a couple of miles from you. <laughs> very fun, so, dude. Um oh man, Jamiroquai. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's, but yeah, that's a reference you'd get because you're <laughs> totally. well, also, no, I mean, yeah, I don't know how, how much, you know, I think I've, I've been very vocal about this. So you've, I'm sure you've seen it because uh, as we were t- talking before the show, it's like we've never really had a conversation out yeah. loud, but we've interacted and yeah. crossed so many times throughout other Destiny stuff is like I'm always throwing up all these other things. You're throwing up all these other things of like this is a piece of culture I'm interested in. This is like an opinion I have. And like it is just so perfect that we have all of these little like how do i say it like a moment bomb of like 
the, the minute you get close enough to it, it's like this proximity thing that sets off and it, you realize as it opens up that like, oh, we're connected in all these other ways, all these other pieces yeah. like line up in these really nice ways. And it's I, I'm not trying to like call out Tony a bunch, but whatever, like physics puts up. He, I mean, his name is ill physics. He's yeah. like interested in physics and science and astronomy and stuff. And it's like he always puts up this content that I love, which is just like stuff about astronomy. And uh, wait, which is the good one? Astrology? Astronomy. Ast- astronomy, astronomy is the is good the one. Real stars. Astro- Astrology right. is co-star app, which I pay way too much attention to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like getting getting that stuff is like one of the ways that me and my partner initially connected was they were they taught at uh, college. They taught uh, astronomy and mm-hmm. like space stuff. And that's something that I'm interested in. And like so we connected over that a little bit and we, we mostly connected over destiny. But it was like um it, it's one of those things where it's like as the moments unfold and you realize like, oh, like this is great. Like yeah. we're connected through this thing and this thing and this <laughs> thing. And it's like, you know, that I find that to be something that I mentioned previously is like I find that to be a really telling thing about folks in the destiny community mm-hmm. or in any community. The destiny community is just one that I'm like neck deep in right now. Yeah. Sorry. Right? Is like there are people who like show you who they are and you can tell and it's like, oh, I'm not going to with, with them. But like, yeah. then people show you who they are and you're like, oh, these folks, <laughs> these are, these are the one, they're like me. Like, My we're the same. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's it's not hard to find them. It, I, I recognize that it's a different sort of level of difficulty for different people, mm-hmm. you know, divergency and whatnot for like actually connecting with folks, especially online, especially yeah. with like that medium. Um, You were saying for like. You you get nervous about starting these sometimes. Like I don't get nervous about these conversations like at all. Yeah. I don't get nervous about meeting someone online at all because to me it's like so much of the pressure is just lopped off. Like a yeah. lot of the in person stuff. Like I'm in the middle of like having dealt with this cancer thing, also trying to get figured out. Like what is with my brain? Yeah. What's what's this thing been doing for forty two <laughs> years, forty one yeah. years? Like and it's something that working with Guardians Mental Health and doing stuff especially over the last like three or four years really trying to get into like okay what is my head doing yeah and is it something that other people's heads are doing and then it opened it sort of cracked open wide this understanding of like oh shit other people's brains yeah are doing worse yeah like or it is making them feel bad yeah, yeah a yeah. lot and i am like i'm fighting that tooth and nail and getting past it most of the time but like some people get through halfway through the fight and they're like i'm just done i can't yeah. i can't get all the way through this right so it's just been it's been a big thing that's like really I think changed my perspective in the way I think about being online and being around people. Mm-hmm. And I, like it's like I was talking about. I know I'm kind of rambly and we've gone in 15 directions, but like hey, this is perfect. This is fine. The uh, the the LFG server that I I help run is about being cool with those folks so they can have a good time. Yeah, and it's it's also about people who are very sort of neurotypical and spend a lot of time on that server and hang out together anyway. But like, there is a very particular thing that we have tried to do, which is to make it so that pretty much anybody can come there and work through mm-hmm. if they need to in a safe space. Like, I'm not great with people. I'm being on microphone. I'm not great with callouts. Yeah. I'm not great with great with learning this raid. Like, I when four of you are talking, I'm like it's buzzing in my head. Right. Yeah. So like, so we, we try to make those work and we try to like use every time that the content fluxes up and like has another group that comes in, has more people, has more activity. We try to use that. And like, am I an old man who is about to <laughs> shout at a cloud a little bit? Like <laughs> okay. people do not know how good they have for online games. Mm-hmm. Like 
it is still really hard to make them work at all. It is still exceptionally hard to make them work all of the time. And a little bit of downtime, like this Destiny downtime has been not great. I know it's I know it's especially bad when there's people who rely on like content creation and it's yeah. like sort of a constant cyclical thing. Well, but and like, that's and that's like so much better than it has been in the past. Mm. Like and that it might be in the future. And oof, it's rough. But go ahead. You were going to say about. Oh, I was just going to say, like, cycle. there's a lot like I I'm I make a big point of saying that I'm an atypical player. Like I'm somebody who plays a lot. I play for I play for fun and profit. And <laughs> I, you know, like part of it is like helping people understand the game and pe- helping people to like find achieve. a space well achieve uh, find a space where they can like get along with somebody long enough to complete something i think that that's mm-hmm. you know um and i i guess like another part of that is like to exhibit like how i'd want to see or like what i'd want to see in the community and i'm mm-hmm. not always perfect at it but like yeah. you know Nobody is, but as as an atypical player, I think that it's it's hard, and at some points it's hard to kind of rein in that point of view of like, mm. hey, so like I've been playing this game since like the after the first month of like Destiny, I've been playing it, and uh, it was it's something where when something changes, it feels minuscule rather than on like the broad tapestry, a huge change uh, or a huge push forward. Unless it's, unless you have like some sort of like ground swelling thing, such as, you know, we have loadouts now in destiny or like the new mod systems and things along those lines. The big expansions versus like the week to week versus even like the quarterly, like seasonal changes. Yeah. You know, and There's, there's increments, there's chunks of things. And so like I get, I I'm noticing myself in that role being more like okay there's not really a lot here for me to do like without the pinnacle grind the the loop feels a little a little thin for for me but then i'm like mm-hmm. well the pinnacle grind is just an artificial treadmill to keep you playing every day so like yeah i actually yeah. didn't like it so i was glad, i'm glad it's going yeah see <laughs> like, and like you have that too <laughs> but like because i always hit it the first season and then it's like yeah why are you gonna make me do 10 like <laughs> did i not prove yeah, yeah. yeah prove how Am I not good enough for was? you, Daddy? Um, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Has this blade not been home? Exactly. So, like, like I, it's it. It is hard for me in that space to like kind of go back to, um, to ground zero. Like not ground zero, but like the first block, the first step. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. see see the mountain from that from that base. You know, yeah, and so uh, yeah. until well, you can't go back in time either. Well, right? like, but there like, is something you can do, and it might okay. be something that I suggest to people. Like when you're feeling like you're running out of stuff to do, is uh, so this past weekend on Sunday there were a swath of errors. Uh, one of mm-hmm. them the, being e- Weasel, and I believe what was the other one? It was a weird one. There's weasel there was, errors. Excuse me. There was a weird one like over the last week. I yeah. remember somebody being like, "What is cockatiel chicken. or something?" It was chicken. chicken. It was a chicken okay. error. So on Sunday, the game was getting hit by weasel and chicken errors. I was getting weasel error, and so I was like, "Sunday is my big day to stream." I was like, "It and weasel." When I looked it up, it's like connected to crossplay, 
and or cross save. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, all right, well, I'll just disconnect cross save and maybe it'll work. And so I went in to try to disconnect everything. And I couldn't because I purchased, I did the crime of purchasing silver on the PlayStation and you can't disconnect when you purchase silver for like 70 to 90 days or something really? like that. Yeah. That's something that I found out. So it was like, okay, well then damn it. I'm screwed, man. I can't play destiny at all. I can't help anybody. This is kind of like bumming me out. And so oh, no. then they were like, then somebody in chat was like, well, I, well, I think it's account based. So I was like, Oh, so if I start a PlayStation account right now and I, which I will have access to all of the DLC and all of the, like the, like the base game and all of the DLC, I won't have, I won't have the seasons. I probably won't have the dungeon keys. Right. If I go back through and just play it from base, what is that? Right. What is that experience like? And sure. Over the past few months, you like leading up to, to Lightfall, you probably saw larger creators do the same thing as like a look at how bad this experience is. Right. But like, Uh, yeah, we, we, at blueberries, uh, we did a, um, a new player guide yeah. and I didn't, I didn't do a blueberry account for myself mm-hmm. uh, or I, I shouldn't say I, I didn't do like a new account for myself. Um, but I, I talked to people yeah. who had recently and I looked up a bunch of stuff about it and me and Rick went through the whole of like, what are the things that we think are the most important? And it wasn't just like the game teaches you a bunch, right? Which I'm sure yeah. you've noticed, but it was so yeah, I've, I've examined that recently too. Yeah. But so not as a play, like directly. But directly as a player i was like oh there's a ton of shit here and a mm-hmm. lot that people need to understand before like they get in like into into the game and so it was like going back to that first step mm-hmm. but with all the knowledge of like what's on the mountain it's like mm-hmm. oh okay i can see why people would be overwhelmed by this i can see like yeah like maybe you might know a path up but it's still pretty far yeah like, exactly it's a lot of steps it's a lot of hills in between yeah so. so that was that was something that gave me a little bit more context recently for the game yeah. i like season of the deep i feel like this is this week i feel satisfied by the season but we're like yeah. in week seven <laughs> and, I, and i'm like like I the accumulation also, of everything is great yeah. like i kind of wish they threw it all at the beginning and then let you figure it but i don't know I, there's there's always going to be Something that I think they've they've tried to work on that is basically an impossible problem to solve is like the FOMO, like yeah. what are you doing this week, yada yada. Like I hear what you're saying because like I definitely even with having sort of like accidentally had to take a break for like three weeks because yeah. um, I I couldn't really play consistently um, leading up to. I was distracted by a bunch of other things. Yeah. I wasn't, you had cancer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, uh, one of the things that I do the most in destiny is stuff when someone else needs help or like when the LFG server pops up and someone's like, Hey, we're doing this. We want to play this mode for a while. Um, and I'm always there trying to like jump in and help people. But like the distraction, the, the illness, the distraction of that, plus like other stuff coming out. Plus like knowing that every day I had a certain amount of stuff I had to do, like, especially in the couple of weeks leading up to the surgeries I had and then recovering from that and like not being able to sit up in a chair and like use mouse and keyboard. This is going to sound so like elitist or whatever, but like I basically can't play without mouse and keyboard anymore. If I try to play with a controller, I feel it just feels wrong. Like the only things I can do is if there's like a really dedicated Sparrow section to something, I'll plug in my, I play other games with a controller, but just 
destiny has become like hardwired i have like you just have validated everything you said (laughs) it is it is like this mouse has a certain number of buttons on it yeah my rotation in the game is based on knowing which muscle memory pops off on this like the keyboard and like the the whole like i've got like a a 10 key list and it's like the amount of space i need Mm -hmm. and like everything is so precisely tuned that I just like I try to play with a controller and I'm like um, I can't the buttons yeah aiming what's aiming uh, bullets everywhere and just like equip autos and machine guns and just like spray and pray but like no I I, I, so I couldn't really properly play and it wasn't comfortable to try to sit at my yeah. desk and play and Diablo had come out and I was like oh, I can lean back and line all the way and yeah. sit here and play and that game with a controller is a different experience than yeah. it was when I played the other ones when they were mouse and keyboard only. Um, and then I went and house was, I was house sitting for a friend out in the mountains for like a week and a half. And I didn't really have good internet there. I, I logged in to do like one mission because I wanted to see the, the cutscene and everything. Yeah. And he plays destiny sometimes. So yeah. like it was on his PC anyway. So I just like logged in his machine and like <laughs> downloaded update and it let me get all the way through. Um, but like, I basically didn't touch it for like the last three and a half weeks or so. And then I came back the last couple of days doing different things with people. We did some GMs. We did the new mission last night. And, like, I still have stuff to tick off, right? Like, I still yeah. have a little bit of the deep dive to do, like, the just hitting the, the top ranks and stuff. I have a little bit of the, um, the Neo Muna uh, quest with all the answers, mm-hmm. all the, the tapes. Uh, and Orkin and I have been doing some of those together, and, and they've been, like, telling me more of the lore stuff because that's... They make fun of me all the time because I like I listen to the show every once in a while and I, I don't actually pay attention to the lore. Yeah. Like as detailed as, you know, Orchid and everybody else that <laughs> does that does. Yeah. Um, and then so like we'll be having a conversation at dinner time and it'll be like, You don't even pay attention to that part. And I'm like, Yes, but I did read this one thing. Like, <laughs> you know. But then we'll we'll do those missions together and they're really fun. So I have these like ways to stay connected to it and Something that I've found over time is that, like, I don't want to burn all of the seasonal content right away. Like, okay. I want to slow burn it. And so I'm I'm maybe a little bit different, a little bit easier to please in that way, where it's like, I will happily go spend, like, an hour or two just grinding some random thing with a friend who says they want help and not even chase down the stuff that I actually want yeah. from this season, from this week, from this expansion, mm-hmm. until it's like, okay, now I want it. And I'm going to go spend some time on it. And maybe it's a session tonight, a session tomorrow and like or two or three times this week or two or three times over the next two weeks. And then yeah. I get to do a thing. And I, I've built up this done this work on this LFG server that I, I play on all the time. And it's like, OK, well, I have friends there that may have already figured out how to do it. They might help me yeah. or I might just be able to say, like, hey, how does this work? And then go solo it and, and hang and talk with someone in chat. Yeah. And then a lot of us just like playing PvP together. So we just, that's like, yeah. PvP is basically infinite grind. And none of the folks that I play with are so top of the crop that it's like, painful, we have a bad time. Yeah. Right. We, we're like all pretty mid, middle of the road players. Um, like, I'm like a 1.3, 1.4. We've got people that are like two ish sometimes, mm-hmm. but never really much higher. Right. Like, so we've got folks that we play with on a regular basis. And we even like, We've we've done like Halo customs and like all sorts of other PvP stuff that we like together. Um uh what's it called? Modern Warfare, the new yeah. COD, which was very decent, you know, the, the multiplayer in that aside from some of the audience. Yeah. People say Destiny's bad, but Yeah. 
I don't think they know yeah. how bad it is in some of these other games. But like, you know, there, there's always a little bit of something to chew on and I'm, I'm never disappointed in it. And, and not to say, like, I know I was kind of making this point earlier, but not to say that it's like, in my day when it yeah. was shitty, I <laughs> yeah. slurped it down. Like, <laughs> but you kind of did. Like, there was a lot of bad games that were just like, cool, this one's good enough. And then, yeah. like, something that is as good as Destiny, even even with the critiques that people can have, even with the technical issues, it's like, this is still a far cry better than so many experiences that I've yeah. had over the years that I just, I can't, I do not have it in me to be mad, to be yeah. vitriolic about how it's going. And my tiny one year's worth of working in the games industry on the smallest project with the tiniest audience just mm-hmm. showed me how hard it is. Having worked in tech before that, I know how hard it is to work on software. I know how hard it is to work on projects that are always online that are like constantly interfacing with users. Like I, I can't, I just can't yeah. be mad at it. And I can't, my frustration only ever comes from like the tiniest pieces of when, when like I spent and I probably spent too much time in a row doing it. If I had just taken a break, it wouldn't have felt the same way. But like I spent like three hours trying to fish up all those exotics <laughs> yesterday. But, uh. but it was also like, yeah, at the time I was, I was also just like in between things, like chucking stuff in the vault, checking it out, leveling up a red border weapon. So I like, I had, I always had like a, a little bit of a secondary yeah. goal of figuring out like, Hey, how's this going? And then like, you earn a ton from that. Like I uh, turn in all those fish. Oh yeah. We got like 40 or 50 uh, legendaries, a bunch of shards and prisms and exotics. Like I they got enough on to buy. Yeah. I got enough to buy another. Um, what's the item that you can do the enhanced stuff in crafting with the red golf ball. <laughs> uh, the, you're going to make cores me. that you use. I've, I just right. engage with the system. I don't know what the system's name. Yeah, I, and, I, and, I know, and I know that like they they increase some of the requirements on some of the crafting, which is like it actually feels properly balanced now. Like yeah. the amount of stuff that I have to spend to have a weapon that's that good. Like yeah, mm-hmm. okay, that's it balances out the kind of same similar amount of time where it's like if you're even moderately lucky, you're getting a really good like five of five roll or whatever, right? Yeah, you can craft something that's your specific five of five. Yeah, and there's a ton of weapons that are just like exactly what I want to craft. They're cool archetypes. They're things that I've done paintings of because they're mm-hmm. like my favorites, right? Or they're they're like my specific favorites that I just keep working on. Like I've got two rev zeros. I've got two submissions. Mm-hmm. Like specific PvP and PVE rolls. I've I've done this for a bunch of things and getting to sharp people through raids and things is you get, you get the chance to be like, yeah, hey, I've crafted everything and, yeah. you know, Val the Disciple already, like by the end of the season. And I'll jump back in because we did a bunch of farming when it was farmable, but I'll jump back into last wish again. And like learning that over was super fun. Like mm-hmm. had forgotten, had gotten bad at it, had only ever completed it like six or seven times, honestly. And then it's like going and farming and like learning mechanics and learning secrets and stuff is like, that became like another thing that I had in the repertoire. And it's just like, there's so many little angles and they're all satisfactory to me. Mm-hmm. And then I also get a huge kick out of like, Oh, look, we're doing a cutscene with this character. Is this a character I want to paint? Like yeah. is this, like, does this item come out? Is this an item I want to paint? Like I was looking at the, the new scout rifle last night and just thinking like, this one's pretty cool. <laughs> came yeah. out like, if I the, even do like a little watercolor of it, like that could be something I could take to GCX and that profile view because someone it's such a, it's, and the ornament it's very unique. It's yeah. so cool looking. It's very different. It has like, 
almost the architectural elements from the Witch Queen campaign, mm-hmm. but then also like the vice and the the like pyramid stuff that it's like yeah i mean i was i was gushing about it last night while we were playing but it's like such a unique design and such an interesting take um and they they've done this with a bunch of stuff lately and i've just Mm -hmm. been like i'm doing a i'm doing revision zero uh which is going to be my saint jude slash like fundraiser raffle thing that i'm going to do at gcx so that one's going to be like People can buy a ticket and then all of that money is just going to go directly into a donation to St. Jude. And the last two years I was there, I was able to just literally go over to their table and be like, hey, I have a bunch of cash. Can I give yeah. you this? <laughs> and they were like, yes. Like, cool. Here's the Here fish Like, yeah. is there some sort of like donation form? And they're like, yeah, totally. And then like I have this really great pin, it's like a little magnetic pin that came from St. Jude that was for like donating like 700 bucks the first year and like incredible thousand bucks a second so it's like i'm gonna get a chance to do that again i think a lot of people are going to be stoked to go because mm-hmm. it's been so closed off and it's been so difficult um and normal or not people are you know people definitely want to like see each other and there's friends that i want to see so like hopefully all this stuff will come together and the the fun i've been having in the game will be able to be something i can transmute into artwork yeah because there are a lot of really like inspirational parts of it and you know there's people may or may not have liked you know the campaign the characters or some of the tone but like there are people who like it and mm-hmm. there will be people who want to interact with this stuff that you see must see this as well yeah. so people who want to interact with the show people want to interact with your streams because they are still excited yeah. and like those people deserve to have you know their their cup filled as well as much as we can you know especially because they're they're out there holding the cup out and they're like yeah. Could, give me a little can sip. I get a little, yeah, just sip. a little sip, please? Small, gafna, sort of. So, like, I guess my, like, so my final question before we wrap this up. This has been great, by the way. Thank you so much for your time. Hey, and, like, for you. hanging out with me. Um, yeah. So, what what is, like, one thing that you want people to take away um, from your art when when they're, like, if there's one takeaway from your art, be it with Destiny or any other pop art, Mm-hmm. thing pop cultural entity like what is it that you would want them to walk away with the feeling of a good way to put that question because stylistically i want people to notice like the density and the texture mm-hmm. and like i want someone to notice that it is a thing that they recognize but like presented uniquely yeah presented through sort of my filter my lens but what they take from it <clears throat> man it could be a lot of things because the nature of referential art is you're working with an extra axis of yeah. like how connected is the person to this reference. Like, for example, if I do something that's like Star Wars, right? And I want to do a painting of Darth Vader. I want to do a painting of Darth Vader because he looks cool, not because he's like chief space Nazi, right? Yeah. Like I want someone to come up, come away with like, oh, I love Star Wars because I saw this with my family when I was a kid. And you know, I was scared of Darth Vader, but then it was like, oh, what an interesting villain. Because like, to for example, uh, I did for Massive Breakdown for their, um, for the Star Wars show mm-hmm. for uh, Beneath Twin Suns. We had this idea of doing like a sort of comic book cover for like a, an After Dark, right? Yeah. And what we ended up doing was like making something that we still haven't used at all. But like, I feel like if they ever do, a, we're going to get 
drunk and talk about Star Wars and like, get really into it. It's yeah. going to be the cover image because what we ended up doing that is like it's a cover image for the show, right? Yeah. Or it's like a promo image that can go out for like episodes of the Beneath Twin Suns After Dark. And the original went to Merc and he was like so excited about it and he was like so into it. But it's, it's a picture of Darth Vader with like his helmet sliced open. Yeah. It's like it's a gruesome scene. It's yeah. and it's like, but he he's talked about this on his show is like he came up with the like the prequel trilogy not the original trilogy yeah. like i did right so i'm just like i think i'm like eight or nine years older than him honestly i don't think i'm that much older than him but it's like it's enough that those were like the first star wars that mm -hmm. he ever saw and it's like it's the same thing when someone likes a piece of my destiny art when someone likes a piece of my final fantasy art or something from legend of zelda something from halo something from like some obscure sci-fi book that you've never heard of, something that's like inspired by Wipeout, which is like not to tie it all the way back around, but it's like that's a game that in influenced Destiny pretty heavily. Was like this weird space racing car, like very graphic, very dynamic. That's where we get sparrows from. That's where we mm -hmm. got SRL. Was like it's Wipeout through and through. And it's like these connections that people notice and have and make between these these things. That extra axis is like something that I find really fun to play in. Mm -hmm. and really fun to find spots where someone is like even if it's an implement of destruction if it's a weapon from a video game it's like someone can be like my cousin used that in his loadouts all the time and mm -hmm. we lost him last year and i just want to see this and remember these yeah. good times we had i want to see this and remember the time when i saw the original prequel trilogy with my family because now I do this show about it and I get to talk about what yeah. it means for like Anakin to have become Darth Vader. And there's this piece that's about Anakin and Darth Vader at the same time that comes from an episode of something that's connected to this thing. And we're connected because of this other thing. And like, I want those connections to be strong mm -hmm. and I want people to be happy with them and proud of them in a way that like that Calvin and Hobbes strip, they can be like, this is high art. Yeah. Like it is a reference to a game but it is still, to me, like an important thing to me, the creator, important thing to the viewer who purchases it or who commissions it. You know, like I did a, a Telesto piece that <laughs> someone picked up afterward because it was like something that they had identified with Telesto as part of the game and as part of like their game developer. So they were like interested in the way that Destiny did, you know, financially and mechanically and technically. And, and like Telesto was this symbol of like oh this shit's real hard like yeah. it's real hard to make this game like <laughs> even this one gun keeps breaking this game you know and it's like so they were like so interested in that that it became their favorite thing from the game they used it all the time and then they saw my painting and they were like yes that's like, it i get it like yeah and it's because i had mixed in even concepts of the fact that the gun was like an error code problem <laughs> right like a, like a bug problem i used this like the background was sort of a, a hodgepodge of the different versions of the Neon Genesis Evangelion, like uh, error problem screens that yeah. pop up later in the season of each version of Ava. Like, so there's like three versions of Ava that are like, <laughs> it's a different long conversation. But dude, like, that I've, was in I watched there. it. I watched it when it was when it came out. <laughs> Same, <laughs> like, right? like on, on, I think it weird. No, I think it was and like the, the most recent Netflix version of it. I think is the, the oh. one that I saw. It's so good. That one, the uh, 3.0 plus 4.0 home or whatever it's called. Like that one's, oh, it's. I like haven't seen that one. Pictures. I think that one's on Amazon. Oh, okay. I'll check that one out. Well, that one's the one. Yeah. That one's dope because it's, I'll tell you more about it later, but it's okay. like the guy who did 
the most recent Godzilla. Oh, dude, Shin Godzilla is the shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like (laughs) him and that all of those connect, and it's this like wonderful thing. But yeah, like finding those spots. I I mean, like uh, a buddy of mine from ages ago who was we connected over anime and industrial music. Like he purchased a painting of an Ava that I did. Mm. That was like he just liked it, and he knows me, and he there's this all those connections get like looped back together and it becomes a piece that someone really enjoys. And I like thinking of the little pieces of things I've made being out there in Mm. people's homes and being like a part of their lives. And I've always wanted to paint paintings and people want them because they have these things that they feel connected to. And that helps me keep doing this thing I love. And it helps keep giving me opportunities to do things with cool people that I like. And so it just becomes like this little web and not to say that there isn't one piece mm-hmm. and one answer to your question. It's a lot of pieces. It's a lot of tiny answers, but they are always creating this mesh that like allows me to sort of fall back into it and know like, oh, this is like we are connected through this thing and we are now connected through the piece that I've made for you. And it is a strong connection because of the things that you love and the mm-hmm. things that bring you joy. And that is like so much more powerful than things that you hate, things that, you know, bring you anger. It's like this is. It's just always about getting to make a thing and hoping that someone will connect with it if it's something that I've come up with or like making a thing and hoping that my interpretation is something that they will connect with because they've yeah. asked me to make it. Right. So, yeah. So that long Hell yeah. answer <laughs> to small question. It works. Hey, I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much for, for the time, not only on that question, yeah. but also like for, for all your time today. Um, yeah. It's been fun. It's yeah. really cool incredible incredible time it's it's been an incredible time and yeah we haven't talked all that much but like you know if it, it feels like i'm talking to an old friend and that's yeah the kind yeah. of conversation well, you know it it really just goes to i think the fact that like you are who you are even online it's yeah. this thing i was talking about this on twitter the other day is like we need to stop treating online and real life like they're separate things yeah right they are it's a fabric it's part of the whole thing and it's it's been easy talking to you because you are it is you are exactly who you are in the places I've seen you post yourself and the places I've seen you share who you are like and we need more of that we need more mm. of that like kind of not to say honesty but just like genuineness mm. we need more of that and I, I appreciate that and it's that's why that's why I even like wanted to even like reach out to you and be like <laughs> hey man would you would you ever want to like chat on the show like yeah. because your show's cool and well thanks like, you know it's not it's not sugarcoating it's not like also just like beating down with all the salt it's like a normal conversation real people have it put it out there yeah thank you so much that's a huge compliment yeah, you're welcome yeah, <laughs> so great with it, man that's awesome <sighs> all right well i'll send you the check then uh after this <laughs> over <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah man well sir where can the fine folks at home find you on the internet Oh, yeah, I'm uh, Irresolute everywhere. That's I-R-R-E-Z-O-L-U-T. So that's Irresolute.com. I'm at Irresolute on socials. I am now, just like everybody else, working on where else am I that handle? (laughs) It's like I got to... Oh, yeah, we all got to do homework now. (laughs) Yeah, I have... I'm on Co-Host. I'm on Mastodon. I'm on, I think, Hive. Yeah, uh, I'm still trying to get onto Blue Sky, but I'm on Tumblr. I'm mm-hmm. on Instagram. Um, I'm irresolute everywhere, so just search for that. Do you know your table uh, number then, for GCX? A twenty-five, I think. A twenty-five. Um, I think. Let me see. 
gonna have to deal with keyboard sounds for a second no that's fine just in case you know you never know if people listening are gonna be are gonna be going oh you know what is funny i think someone messaged me about that and i think that is like near the top of my list um uh let me see booth a25 a25 yeah joe found it in the list he already saw the list i think it was in an email they sent me but i that is now buried <laughs> under a small strata of other stuff. Uh, so yeah, I it's yeah, eight twenty five, and I'm gonna be there fully both days. I have a buddy that's helping me run my booth. Um, he's also a Destiny player, so mm-hmm. we're gonna be able to chat with everybody. Um, a couple of uh, sort of clan mate LFG mates might swing through as well because they're Florida people. Um, but that's rude. They're not Florida. They're just people who live in. They're Florida. just people they're, who yeah. They're neither of them are Florida man. Yeah. They are just people who live in Florida. They're very cool. They're going to come by as well. Um, and Guardians Mental Health will also be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Joe and Matt will be helping with my booth. I'll be helping with their booth. We'll be running around trying to have fun. So I look forward to seeing you and anybody else who, who wants to stop by. And uh, I'm going to have prints. Uh, I'm going to have a bunch of original paintings. And like I said, I'm going to be doing a raffle. Uh, I think it's just going to be the same as it was the last two years I was there. Five bucks for a ticket one ticket i'm just going to pull them at the end of the the second day mm-hmm. uh, before before we finish up and somebody gets a free painting or well, not free it's five bucks right. or however many tickets you yeah. buy but all of that money will just go straight to saint jude um which has been a really fun thing to do each year uh and my my late grandmother was also a big supporter of saint jude uh, even in her for her um funerals she had donations go there instead of flowers, sort of thing. So it's like my family has always done a little bit with that because uh, she was just she loved babies. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but I think it's cool to to make sure that people are covered with that sort of medical treatment because I know how hard it is and mm-hmm. it sucks. And even even a little bit for people, especially when it's something challenging like what St. Jude does, like that's it's always a good place to to push your money is someplace that that helps and helps make sure that other people are good constantly because it is a research hospital yep. it is all about making sure that treatment can be done effectively for especially children so that's a huge huge deal and i'm glad that i'm glad that of all the bad things that happens around gaming there's always been this constant fundraising and for kids and for sick kids it's mm-hmm. going back to like when penny arcade was originally doing their stuff you know like all the way to now and so it's it's a legacy that i'm happy to be even a small part of so. hell yeah man thank you so much for being on the show Cheers. Thanks, Dan, for having me, Dan. My name's Dan Finity. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and the TikTok at Danfinity, where the eyes are else. You can also find me on Twitch four days a week, helping guardians with in-game activities. If you'd like to support the show, remember to rate and review on your podcast platform of choice. Anything you say helps us in the algorithms. And if you'd like to give a few bucks a month, head on over to coffee.com forward slash Danfinity. That is ko-fi.com forward slash Danfinity. Give a couple bucks, help keep the lights on. Thank you so much for listening. Happy Bungie Day, Guardians. And I hope you find what you're grinding for.